welcome back to the Suresh podcast. In the last episode, we heard how a lot of Sikhs were now criticizing and slandering Guru Hargobind, comparing him to the lifestyle and routine of the previous Gurus, and placing blame upon him for not maintaining their demeanor, lifestyle, interests, practices, etc. In their view, Sikhi was based upon that. And as such, Guru Hargobind, for them, didn't fit the mold of what they thought Sikhi should be. They slandered the Guru for appearing to be unchaste and unfit for the throne. Chapter 65 now begins in the same light. The poet Santok Singh says, Those idiotic fools who lacked intellect, they would get together and speak of the situation with Matakola in the light of a scandal. They would say, Look at the glory, the praise of the exalted Guru Ramdas. He forever remained detached. Tears were always swelled up in his eyes. He remained in that one rust, that flavor of the divine, forever at peace. They had absolutely no attachment to Maya, the illusion of the world, and material possession. They spent their days within the true congregation, sitting within it, listening to Gurbani Kirtan with such love in their mind. They would wake up six hours before sunrise, in the middle of the night, and at that time they would beautifully convene the true congregation and their son, their exalted Guru Arjan Devji. They were anointed Guru by their father who saw within them great virtue. The great deeds and service that they performed is not hidden in any way. The entire world knows this. They built Amritsar Sahib. They then built up the city of Tarantaran Sahib. They assembled the Guru Granth Sahib, creating it with such a gift to the entire world like filling a miser's house with endless riches. They performed service for the benefit of others to the last day of their life. In all corners of the world, there is such crystal clear praise of them, a testament to a lifetime of great character. But their son, Guru Hargobind, who is now sitting on the throne of the Guru, he is not like his father or grandfather. Firstly, he goes to the house of the emperor and bows down there. He himself goes to meet the emperor and himself got thrown into the jail of Gwalior. Just like how the region has other kings, he himself thinks of himself as a king. And in such a merciless act, he had Chandu killed. He didn't even contemplate upon a bit of compassion during that time. Then he went around with the emperor acting like one of many ministers of the emperor. He didn't think of his own glory, the glory of the Guru's house, and just stayed with the Emperor Jahangir. He spent much time like that in Lahore, and during that time rode off and stole the daughter of Akazi, Golan. He did such a vile act in doing that, but everyone, seeing his great fiery radiance, didn't say anything to him. He brought her back to his own house. He didn't think or understand the honor and glory of his lineage. And until now, he doesn't treat her differently. He isn't afraid of the emperor's army at all. After that, he kept Pandey Khan a Turk as a warrior in his army. He keeps him very close, giving him endless wealth. We should ask him, what are you doing all this for? Day by day, he's ever more gracious and compassionate to Pandey Khan. So these were the types of faults that people were placing on Guru Hargobind. This is the type of slander that they would say to each other when they would get together. In the cities of Amritsar, Lahore, and others, wherever in these big cities, this type of slander was being spread of the Guru. It would be said, Guru Hargobind is sitting on the highest of all thrones, the seat of the Guru. Even then, 
commits such awful acts. So wherever Sikhs heard the slander of the Guru, they got anxiety in their heart. They thought, no one is even telling the Guru to stop this. It's not right for the Guru to do all these actions. He should be acting like his father and grandfather. Why does the Guru not think of the rightful thing to do? It's as if somebody has placed a curse or black magic upon him. So this is just some of the conversations that Sikhs were having. They were really sad and upset about all this. Meanwhile, the wedding day for Bibi Viro, Guru Hargobind's daughter, was approaching. And the Masans, the congregation leaders, then told Guru Hargobind, let's send out a notice to all the families. Why have we forgotten about this big task? We should make great amounts of prashad to give and send out permission to the cooks to begin their duties. Before this, we had Mata Gangaji, the wise, to take care of all these responsibilities, who would organize all the celebrations appropriately and would give out the commands to make all the food and items for the wedding. Now, Guru Hargobind, this is all up to you. So you should prepare everything. Guru Hargobind heard this and was quiet. He knew exactly what would happen in the near future. He just sat there in silence. He didn't command or say anything. He was the knower of all hearts. The other Masans, they saw this. They saw Guru Hargobind's demeanor and they were in shock. They didn't understand and realize what level the Guru was on. Guru Hargobind then after this went to his residence. He sat on his bed. Mata Dumodri at that time came in the room and tried to explain to the Guru the urgency related to the wedding. She said, why are you delaying in the making of all the food? It's such an important big task that's upon us. Please, let's get the prashad made, tell people to do this and call the family from all the regions. Guru Hargobind replied saying, tell the cooks to begin the food preparation. But it's not important yet to call all the family. We'll do everything else though. Mata Domodri heard this and was kind of taken aback. She didn't understand why Guru Hargobind didn't want to call all the family. But all the sweets, the martyanya were prepared. They were all gathered together, collected in one spot. Everyone soon came to realize that Guru Hargobind had told the Masans and Mata Dumodri not to call the extended family just yet. They were saying, this must be some new tradition Guru Hargobind is doing. He's going against the familial tradition though. Mata Dumodri was hearing how people were talking about this and, and again went to Guru Hargobind to call the extended family. Guru Hargobind, he just remained quiet though. He didn't even respond. Sometime after this one day, a group of six went to where Pai Gurdas used to stay. They all sat with Pai Gurdas there. There was Badli, Sodi, Seth, Gopala, Taktu, Tirith, Navlu, and Nahalla. There was Kissan, Jat, the warrior, Taloka. There was Tulsiya, who always remained in the company of the Guru. There were others as well, and how can we count all the names that were there? They gathered with Pai Gurdas, they clasped their hands together, in front of them they said, the Guru's slander has spread so vastly. We just can't hear it anymore. We are so worried about it in our hearts. You and Baba Buddhaji are the great elders. You were the two counselors to Guru Arjan Devji. There are other great determined Sikhs and they never are seated beside Guru Hargobind. But those large Malaysh, those barbarian warriors, Pandey Khan, Guru Hargobind keeps them close, having great love for them. And then we all know the inappropriate dealings with Mata Kola. People seeing that then slander the Guru. You have had great company with Guru Arjan Dev Ji. 
Why do you not explain this to Guru Hargobind and stop them from doing all these things? Bhai Gurdas heard this and then replied to them in one body, one stanza within his var, his ballad. Just stepping aside here, the poet's Sandoxing hasn't included lines in this body, in this stanza, but the commentators in point to this var and will quickly go through it. It's var 26, body stanza 24. So this is Bhai Gurdas's response to the six at that time. He writes, Taramsal Karabahida, that the previous gurus would sit within the Taramsal. That the Guru, Guru Hargavan, does not remain seated in one place. The previous Gurus would have the Emperor come to them. Like Babar and Akbar, Hamayun, these three Emperors came to visit the previous five Gurus. But this Guru has entered the fortress himself, Gwadir, taking the role of Emperor himself as well. The disciples, the Sikhs of the Guru, cannot find him within his residence. Guru Hargobind roams about running, not afraid of anyone or sparking fear in anyone. The previous Gurus, they used to sit on the seat of contentment. But this Guru keeps hunting dogs and goes out hunting. Bani The previous gurus would compose Gurbani, listening to it, singing it. This guru neither does discourse of Gurbani, Katha, doesn't listen to it, doesn't sing it. Guru Hargavan doesn't keep his six servants around. He rather keeps at his forefront enemies and malevolent foes and looks gracefully upon them. But even then, truth cannot be hidden. That six, the six who know, they are like honeybees, enticed and drawn to the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargobind. Bearing the unbearable, Guru Hargobind does not reveal his true self. So Pai Gurdas said this stanza to the six and then said, You should not be worried in your mind. Guru Hargobind is the avatar, the incarnation of the divine Paramesra. No one can know their true level is too vast, incomprehensible. Look at Krishna himself. He broke many Maryadas, code of conduct. He does not care about what anybody else said about honor. Those who are lacking in intellect slandered him. They just continued on. But the divine is above and unaffected by all of this. If you wish to say something and wish to have this doubt removed in your mind, then you should go in front of Baba Buddhaji and request to them. Whatever they say, understand that to be the rightful action. So the six heard this and then replied saying, you should come with us. Let us all go to Baba Buddhaji. Let us receive his divine sight, Darshan, together. And we'll all together request this to him. Bhai Gurdas heard this request. He agreed. He got up and went with the six to Baba Buddhaji who was in the jungle, he had this hut he had made there, he was just in the highest of bliss, in that one flavor, ras of the divine. Everyone saw him there and bowed down, they clasped their hands together and very humbly said to him, Baba Buddhaji, please remove this anxiety that we have. You are so wise and able to bring out the rightful path of action here. We cannot stand the slander of Guru Hargobind that we are hearing. We have come into your sanctuary for help. So the six told Baba Buddhaji the whole story, told the essence of what Pai Gurdas told them in that stanza as well. 
Baba Buddha Ji heard this and replied saying, those who are all powerful, those divine beings do not have any fault attached to them. They may do whatever they want. So please do not be deluded about this. They are not touched by the acts of karma. karma. The six responded saying, you are quite right, but even then we are not at peace with this slander. Within all the four castes, all the four stages of life, and even within the Turk circles, the Mughal circles, there is such great slander and foul talk of the Guru. Please go to Guru Hargobind and explain to him that he should not deal with both of these, Bandekhan and Kola, or at least just have him stop his interaction with Kola. Bhai Gurdas then said, Listen, Baba Buddhaji, all these six have come into your sanctuary. I tried explaining to them greatly. But it didn't work, so please fulfill their desire. Baba Buddhaji heard this, everybody's request, he just felt empathy for them. So he got ready to go meet Guru Hargobind. He went along with the entire group there to go speak and discuss with Guru Hargobind. And this is how chapter 65 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear the discussion between Baba Buddhaji, Bhai Gurdas, and the other six with Guru Hargobind. The next chapter will conclude this Ras, Ras number 5, and the next Ras, Ras number 6, is titled Atha Jodha Prabandha Kathanam. Now begins the description of battles. That section covers Guru Hargobind's first and second battles, so stay tuned for that. We'll complete this Ras next time. That's where we're going to pick up. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Gauga Chadke, Hasana Aringa,